Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up anything, 800-259-9231. Coming up, an outrageous uh, police story. Or at least so I've been told. I don't have any of the details yet. JJ's got that. It's Good. crazy. Uh, yeah, and of course tonight it is Ian here with you. JJ and Mark. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. We're actually going to start things out with a uh, special call from a demo over at LibertyOnTour.com. Now, for a long uh, long time this year, Damo and Pete uh, from LibertyOnTour.com have been based out of uh, here out of Keene, New Hampshire, where we do this radio program as they plotted their next uh, their next, their next, I guess, tour, for lack of a better term, uh, they're traveling around as they have done for the last few years, uh, starting at first with the Motorhome Diaries uh, at motorhomediaries.com, where they're traveling around the country, meeting up with liberty-oriented people. Uh, they also then kind of transformed that into Liberty on Tour, a different brand, but with a similar kind of uh, purpose to uh, to travel about, to link up with liberty-oriented folks. Uh, to they were doing a movie on the first thing around and. Well, they've been recording video the entire time yeah. to uh, to make connections uh, with people, to bring people together uh, within the, the Liberty Movement, maybe who didn't know one another. And uh, Liberty on Tour, Motorhome Diaries, both uh, successes as far as I'm, I'm concerned. Obviously, it's working for them because they've kept, continued to do them. Uh, and Adamo is with us here uh, from LibertyOnTour.com as part of the Free State Friendship Tour. Good evening. Hey, thanks for having me, but I also got Bo and Pete in, in the RV here, so all three of us are here. Oh, I, I didn't realize it. Now, uh, Bo, of course, uh, the newest member of the crew. Uh, Mark is raising his eyebrow. He doesn't know who Bo is, so who's Bo? Bo, who are you? <laughs> hey, uh, my name is Bo Davis. I just uh, flew up here from uh, uh, southwest Florida, actually, to join Pete and, uh, and Adamo on tour. Uh, so, yeah, hi. Welcome. How's it been so far, Bo? I mean, it's your first time up in New Hampshire. Uh, you, you come from the same area of Florida, generally, where Mark and I, uh, from where, uh, I guess, whence we come. And uh, what are your first impressions? Um, well, it was something I, I've never really seen before, this uh, central location of, of activists coming together for the same you know, cause of freedom. Um, uh, no, I didn't really see anything like that down in Florida, and it's given me the drive to come up to uh, the Live Free or Die state and, uh, and join you guys. So Fantastic. Um, Unfortunately, right now, you're actually not in New Hampshire because... You're on the tour to get people to come. Well, no, actually, Mark, the uh, the Free State Friendship Tour is going to be mostly New Hampshire-focused. Uh, okay. They're, they're going to spend about five weeks in New Hampshire, but the first week is actually taking place down in Greenfield, Massachusetts. Do one of y'all want to explain why that is? Sure, this is a demo, and uh, we're in Greenfield, Massachusetts, because last July, uh, Pete Aaron and myself came down here to bail out two activists, like Bo had mentioned, there's a great community of activists out there in New Hampshire, and, and two of those activists uh, ran into a little bit in tr- of trouble in Massachusetts, so we came down to bail them out. Like you guys had mentioned earlier, we film everything, and so that, that process of bailing somebody out was no different, but unfortunately, you know, these, these guys in funny costumes with badges, you know, known as jailers and police, um, didn't like that, and they didn't like that we wouldn't jump through their hoops or do their commands, and they arrested us initially for trespassing and then ended up dumping uh, three felonies and uh, five misdemeanors on us, all from felony wiretapping, ammunition wow. charges, to trespassing and resisting arrest. So we're down here to let them know that we haven't forgotten. We spent this week doing outreach in the community. We've handed out several hundred DVDs, um, thanks to uh, several of our sponsors, including Freedoms Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we're able to uh, get a, quite a stir. I mean, today we couldn't even walk up and down Main Street without somebody saying, I've seen your DVD. And you wow. know, we made a really good video that's on LibertyOnTour.com. 
uh, right now about uh, the police when we try to interview them on how they feel about filming, and it's just been quite a success thus far. The uh, yeah, the, you posted a couple of videos thus far over at LibertyOnTour dot com. I've of course taken them and reposted them at uh, at Free Keen in an attempt to you know pr- continue to get uh, more views for them because I think you guys do a great job when it comes to pointing cameras at bureaucrats. And in this case, you attempted. You're always attempting to get accountability. You don't usually get very much of it, but it usually ends up getting uh, you know making some good uh, video footage. So y'all were apparently like hanging out around the police department all day yesterday or the day before or something like that it seemed like all day it seemed like you're there as as uh, cops were just kind of coming and going attempting to ask them uh, just their thoughts about whether or not police should be able to be recorded by people with video cameras in public and these guys did not want to talk to you no absolutely not yeah they were told not to talk to us after some time but actually we got a little tip about when shift change was and uh so we were only there for about 45 minutes hmm. So that, that was the best part. We, we showed up, and as soon as we got there, the first officer who arrived was Todd M. Dodge, who actually uh, was the one who arrested us. And for the folks who aren't familiar with the story, they can head over to copblock.org slash Greenfield and see a complete video there with the uh, complete overview, including uh, the police station's phone numbers, the district attorney who's prosecuting us, and they can partake in the call flood that is going on now at copblock.org. But he was the first officer to show up. And he uh, immediately, before he could get within the vicinity of our questions, um, a lieutenant and the captain eventually came outside to stop this. And, like, he kept telling me, I'm ordering you to not have contact with this. And I kept telling him, I don't know what that means or how you have that authority. Um, and repeating himself that you're done, you're done. So yeah. it's it quite complicated myself. Yeah, this was very interesting. Again, people can see the footage over at libertyontour.com. But uh, essentially the cop that, that aggressed against you guys, Todd M. Dodge, he shows up and his buddies are out front to essentially run cover for him. They, uh, you know, block you from getting anywhere near uh, Todd M. Dodge and, uh, you know, asking him a question. And, in fact, they threaten you. One of the guys actually threatens you with arrest for what he called intimidation of a witness and then uh, goes on to say that, uh, you know, that if you were to talk to Todd M. Dodge uh, or any police officer, it could be intimidating and, therefore, uh, they're going to arrest you for it. I mean, the, the idea that asking someone a question a big bad police officer with a gun on his hip but a right. taser and the whole the whole thing that uh, asking them a question with a video camera is intimidation is just so ludicrous right especially when the, those men came outside with guns yep like they have guns and we are the ones intimidating people you know it just baffles me it's crazy, and so that's the kind of behavior that you guys were dealing with uh, from the police yesterday. And you guys, I'm gr- I'm glad you're cranking out videos. It seems like one a day. I know you're going to keep up the. I'm sure you're going to keep up the pace to as many as you possibly can handle. And that's one of the the benef- benefits of having uh, a third person on board instead of it just being you and Pete, is you can get a little bit more uh, taken care of each day. Because man, I, I know we all need another four hours in each day. Exactly. Yeah, and it seems like I said earlier the Greenfield seems to like shut down here at like five o'clock. So it's we tampered our style a little bit. The weather hasn't uh, cooperated with us either. You know, we got a lot of expensive gear, and, like, the rain doesn't really help out. But uh, we're making the best of it. And just now we took a page from uh, the Robin Hooding uh, thing that goes on there in Keene, uh, New Hampshire, and we they recently installed a bunch of parking meters around here. So we followed one around, and she actually got to the point where she walked into a store, 
called the cops and had them come pick her up and take her away. And, uh, <laughs> wow. That video will be coming shortly to uh, LibertyOnTour.com. Now, nice. wait a second. This was a meter maid that you uh, went ahead of and basically fed the meters before she yeah. came along, and she called the cops to take her away? Yeah, yeah. basically, uh, Bo and I were heading to uh, charge some batteries and uh, get back to uh, work out and make some dinner, and we immediately found the uh, <clears throat> a parking lady writing a ticket. So I ran over there and said, is it too late? And she said, is this your vehicle? I said, no. And she said, well, then you can't put money in the meter. I said, well, I'm going to. Are you still going to write the ticket? And I put it in there, and she said, no. And she was fine. So we started to walk, and I was talking to her about, you know, which way are you headed? And she's like, I'm going on this way. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hang out with you for a little while. It was about five <laughs> The meter stopped at 6, and so we went about, I don't know, we like crossed one little street, basically like maybe 50 yards. And she's like, you're really going to follow me? And she's like, you can't be next to me. This, I'm going to call the cops. I said, I'm in a public space. I'm just checking meters with you. I said, doesn't this make sense? Now, mind you, this is all on video, that I put this quarter in as opposed to your demand for $10. You know, and another funny story about this is that earlier today, we were parked in an area near the courthouse because it has high visibility for the people who'd like to see the RV. And they installed some meters throughout the day while we were gone and ticketed Marv, the uh, RV. <laughs> that Pete owns, and uh, with two tickets. So. Wow. so hold on. You had Marv parked. This is the RV that you guys are traveling around in. Marv was parked somewhere. They install a meter while you're parked there <laughs> and then ticket you. Wow. Exactly. And everybody, and everybody else behind us. Incredible. <laughs> All right, so we're going to come back. Can you stick with us here, guys? Sure. All right, more with the guys from LibertyOnTour.com to give us an update on their brand new tour they kicked off this week. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs, perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you'd like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Features including news updates. You get signed up and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can go to news.freetalklive.com. To follow us via email, Facebook, Twitter, whichever delivery method you prefer, we've got it, and it's all free, over at news.freetalklive.com. In fact, I sent out a news update uh, early this morning as uh, we have added a new page to the website. I think I mentioned it, we've mentioned it a couple times, uh, but now it's got its own subdomain, bitcoin.freetalklive.com. That'll take you straight to the page where you'll get more information about Bitcoin as well as how to contribute. If you've got some Bitcoins you want to share with Free Talk Live, you want to contribute a few to us, uh, you can do that. And, of course, as we've mentioned, we'll tell you more about Bitcoin here in a little bit, but one of the, the perks about Bitcoin is there are no transaction costs. So, like, for instance, when we get money from PayPal, like if somebody wanted to send us, if you wanted to send us a buck through PayPal, some you know token amount of money through PayPal, PayPal's going to jack 30 cents right off the top of that. Yeah. 
Like every every transaction, there's a thirty cent transaction fee. With bitcoins, if you want to send us, somebody sent point zero eight bitcoin yesterday, which actually is probably almost a dollar at this point. But uh, somebody sent point zero eight, and not, not quite a dollar, but I mean it's it. It's, it, it it's was certainly close. more than eight cents. It was close to uh, to ten to ten. It was over ten bucks. At yeah, one ten point. bucks a bitcoin. But I think it's at like seven last time. It I did heard. come down a little bit. Yeah. But my point being that if you want to send .08 Bitcoin, you can do it, and there's no transaction cost. So all of it comes to Free Talk Live. Every little bit that you send uh, comes our direction. So you can go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Bit- Bitcoins are cash for the Internet. They're the Internet's version of cash. Yeah, it's, uh, we'll tell you, tell you more about that here in a little bit. Uh, 800-259-9231. But as I said, if you want to get the latest about Free Talk Live, you just go to news.freetalklive.com. Dot com. And if you want to get the latest about Liberty on Tour, go straight to their website, libertyontour.com. We've got all three of the uh, crew members on the line with us here. Uh, Damo, Pete, and Bo are calling in tonight from Greenfield, Massachusetts, where you'll be spending this uh, the entire week this week uh, kind of getting involved down there, bringing attention to not just your case where the Greenfield bureaucrats, uh, the police department, aggressed against you guys, uh, you and, and uh, Pete and Damo. Uh, you were arrested because you had video cameras in a public place, in this case the jail, and they didn't like that very much, and they charged you with felony charges of wiretapping, among other things. So you've come down there to bring some attention to that. In fact, one of the things that uh, you've been trying to do, I know, is to get some local media out of this situation. It's a small town, uh, Greenfield, maybe uh, maybe it's about the size of Keene or so, a little larger perhaps, about 30,000, 25,000 people, maybe 20, something something like that. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But it's one of those places where there's only one you know, little local newspaper. It's very small. You would think that if there was some sort of local drama going on that they would want to focus on it. But you guys have been relatively ignored by the paper, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. This is Pete. Uh, we... We were only covered, the only time we know, by the recorder of the local Greenfield paper, the one time on uh, immediately following our arrest. And we have a picture of that on uh, coplock.org slash Greenfield and their story. But, uh, you know, they said free staters arrested, and they have a picture of me in cuffs in court. And uh, the, the story was filled with a lot of misinformation, including uh, their claim that uh, Marv, the RV, uh, had swastikas inside, which is completely <laughs> ridiculous. But uh, when we... Uh, earlier earlier this year, when we uh, were able to copy the footage from our cameras that was are still in possession of the Greenfield Police Department, uh, we went immediately afterwards to the paper, thinking we had a good scoop. Hey, you guys can have first dibs on this, and mm-hmm. they pretty much ignored us. And we went back there this week, gave them some information, left our contact information. They pretty much ignored us. But today, uh, when we were walking by their location, we uh, a, a guy ran out from their office and said, "Hey, cop block guys, cop block guys," to a dame on myself and. You know, we talked to him for a little bit, and he was a sports. Uh, he worked in the sports department, had heard about our story. Hmm. Essentially, called the uh, editors from the paper, said they said they uh, weren't going to touch it. They were too scared, essentially. But he said he wow. would uh, hopefully put us in touch with some other media or uh, and things like that. But uh, a couple of days ago, we happened to uh, notice a flyer on a building that said, uh, you know, some sort of city council meeting going on at uh, Greenfield Community Television Studio. So. We decided to to, go, to uh, pop in and crash that, so we showed up and there was uh there was uh we we sat right next to the mayor who was one of the uh, few people in the audience and you know you could tell he got a little uh you know nervous about us being there. We've had frequent uh, interactions with him this this week and uh, previously and um and uh, we even made a sign uh, copblock.org slash greenfield 
writing on the back of uh, three DVDs, and I held it up because, you know, being in the audience, we were shown uh, on, uh, uh, to all the, everybody watching the community, and uh, we also uh, got to develop a relationship with one of the uh, workers there at, Gre- at uh, Greenfield Community Television and uh, provided him with a uh, uh, link and a uh, DVD to our Greenfield video, our 20 minute long overarching video, and uh, it sounds like they're going to air that uh, in the near future. So, Fantastic. Wow. So you guys have been hit. Yeah. You've been hitting the streets out in Greenfield. You've been handing out DVDs all over the place. People are even telling you that they've been what they that they've watched these DVDs, and you've only been there since what Monday? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we got into town Monday uh, early morning, about probably around ten a.m., and then uh, just hit it hard. We started handing out flyers and everything right away. You know, and I think it's really interesting to see when this video, the twenty-seven minute long video that Pete put together, which is just outstanding. It's like a short documentary. Um, when, when this information gets out, because not only people in Greenfield get to see what these officers have done, but there's also all the information provided in there. You know, like they're, they're, like I said earlier, there's a call flood going on with Jeff Bankster, you know, and his phone number is 413-774-3186. Who is, who is that? Jeff Bankster, who is that? I'm sorry, yes. Jeff Bankster is the uh, district attorney who is dead set on offering us deals, but if we don't take it, he's dead set on trying to charge us with felonies. You know, there's going to be no reduced charges as far as his threats are today. So, you know, we're not taking the plea deal. Yeah, and again, uh, Jeff even mentioned to us earlier this week, he, he said, hey, I have no problem talking to you guys one-on-one, uh, but uh, he said, I'm getting a little tired of your friends calling. And I said, well, I don't really, I can't speak to others. But he said uh, he's not liking it when he shows up and his voicemail is full. So, again, if anybody listening and wants to call him and tell him uh, what you think about this, uh, check out copblock.org slash Greenfield, and uh, all the info's on there. So the phone number's over at copblock.org slash Greenfield. You can call these guys, uh, this prosecutor, and let him know what you think about what they're yeah, doing. clearly it's having an effect if, if That's he's great. You know, saying that sort of stuff. That makes a difference. I mean, if he can't get voicemail from his important clients or his associates in, uh, in the state, then, yeah, you're damn right that's going to have an effect on somebody. So, all right, guys, so you're there in Greenfield. Uh, what's what's the next step? You guys have been doing a lot of outreach. You've been uh, rolling a lot of video on some bureaucrats. You've gotten, I think, what I, it seems like a smashing success thus far. Uh, you're bringing the people of Greenfield another taste and the bureaucrats of Greenfield a taste of the kind of activism that's a little more common uh, up here in uh, in New Hampshire, and it sounds like it's been working out. So, hey, guys, just one quick question. The experience you've had going through your Liberty on Tour and whatnot – uh, how is this time any different than the previous time as far as how your confidence is, your experience, and all that sort of stuff? Good question. I'll let you answer it if you can stick with us when we come back here in a moment. You guys can no hang problem. out. The, hang out. All right, more here in a moment. 800-259-9231. The uh, guys from libertyontour.com on the line here with us. Maybe you've got a question for them. You're certainly welcome to dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. We'll continue with Pete Adamo and Bo from libertyontour.com here in just a moment. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com 
This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you've got a question for the guys from LibertyOnTour.com, they're on the line here with us from their Free State Friendship Tour. We'll tell you more about that here in a moment. And uh, 1-800-259-9231 is that number. You can join us, of course, online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy features, including listening options. Broadband and dial-up streams are there, airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock. Plus, there are 98 great radio stations that carry the show uh, from coast to coast. You can get information on all of those, as well as our satellite listening choices, including XM, as well as the free-to-air satellite channel, uh, webcam, and listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Plenty of ways to get Free Talk Live into your ears over at listen.freetalklive.com. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy. And the taxes feed the very beast that's stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, no smoke. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale water vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Use coupon code FTL to get an additional 5% off at VaporStation.com. All right, so we uh, continue here. The guys from LibertyOnTour.com are with us. Uh, Damo, Pete, and the newest member of the crew, Bo, all there calling from... Are you guys in Marv right now? We are in Marv. You're in the uh, Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle, the RV that you've uh, traveled around uh, from place to place all across the country doing outreach and doing a, a bit of non-cooperation, civil disobedience, and now you're focusing that level of activism. You guys, I think, bring – you guys step up the activism. Wherever you end up going, you really just – you step up the activism. You encourage other people to uh, to emulate some of your ideas, and I know that's going to be part of the, uh, the Free State Friendship Tours to kind of tour around New Hampshire and – focus on some of the activism that already exists in the various different uh, places here in the state and focus on the community of uh, liberty lovers that have moved here, as all of us have done here on this uh, in this studio tonight. And uh, you guys are also uh, participants in the Free State Project. So to focus on what's already happening, but also try to kind of uh, maybe take it up to the next level. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, uh, this week we're kind of doing double duty because there isn't the activist base that exists uh, in New Hampshire here. So, you know, we're trying to get people, we're out there doing the outreach. Today we were at the corner holding the sign that uh, Pete, and Pete had made, and Bo and him were Helen and I was in the in an intersection meeting, like handing out DVDs to uh, passerbys. And so we're, we're really kind of pulling double duty with this, you know, the blog and the video work that still needs to be done. But, uh, right, when we get after this week and we get it back up into New Hampshire, it's about spotlighting, the, you know, the great folks there you know, networking them with others and, like, bringing our little bit of knowledge to, to their area and seeing what we can do. So really looking forward to getting back into New Hampshire and highlighting some of that stuff. And, you know, if anybody out there is uh, bumming around the sites and wondering how we keep this going, one spot to check out is definitely the uh, support tabs on coplock.org mm-hmm. and uh, libertyontour.com because uh, this stuff is uh, it's quite te- – excuse me, it's quite uh, tedious on us, so we need to uh, – Make sure we got the T-shirts and get those things out there to everybody. So, J.J. had a question for you before we went to the break there. And can you recap that question? JJ? Yeah, basically, how has your experience changed your uh, your venture this time versus going out on your previous tour? And also, how is Bo taking to the, the new activism and the new lifestyle? 
Well, I'll let Bo answer the latter part, but the uh, former, I mean, we're taking everything we've learned since we've been on the road the past couple of years, plus what we've seen other people do online and, and people we've met. I mean, this week, uh, like Adamo said, there's not there are good people here in Greenfield and the surrounding area for sure that we've connected with and continue to connect with, but, you know, just the sheer number of activists and, and above uh, the radar sort of activism that goes on in the Shires is uh, not as prevalent. So, you know, we're just... One thing I think we've done really good this week is just be creative and be spontaneous and make stuff happen. You know, hey, we'll do something, and if and if we have some time, we'll we'll figure out what to what to move on to next. And I think we're hitting a variety of audiences and a lot of different demographics in a lot of ways. And I think, you know, like like was mentioned earlier, you know, we can't we can't walk down the street in this town right now without people stopping us. So it's it's pretty uh, cool to see, but. Uh, so yeah, I just I just say you know my hats off to everybody that we've learned from, and hopefully if, if uh, you know we do something that someone else thinks is cool, replicate it, and uh, you know we'll all get better together. It's definitely a constant evolution. But they asked you a question, both. So I'm gonna let you answer. Uh, actually, you mind repeating that again? Yeah, basically, how has this new uh, this new activism lifestyle affected you coming from where you were into this sort of new sort of whirlwind of activism? Oh well, it, it's definitely. Um, I, I've been open to to all these ideas um, that that, uh, that Pete and Adamo have been um, putting out to everybody online and on through these videos and everything. And um, it's it's definitely changed in a way that um, I've been able to not not be as pressured uh, when when being around uh, people who have, have self-reported, you know, authority and. <laughs> And it's definitely um, it's a whole confidence building thing, you know. It's, it's sure. really it's wonderful. Excellent. Yeah, it, it makes um, a difference when you can say no uh, to these government bureaucrats. When you can stand up uh, to them and not, you know, back down in many instances, as most folks will do because they're all alone. And it makes a difference when you have people backing you up, even if it's just two people, even if it's just Pete and Ademo uh, that are the only ones there to back you up. It still, it still makes a difference to have you know somebody who's a little bit seasoned uh, at this sort of yeah. thing, kind of show the way and uh, and set the example. So oh, it's, it's it's been great. So guys, uh, what's the next step here? You're in Greenfield for what? Just another couple more days. Are you there through the weekend? Yeah, we are here through the weekend, and then after that, we're going to head up to uh, Grafton. And there's uh, there's a bunch of uh, self-sufficient agorist type uh, activists up there. Um, the following or this following weekend, there is a Bardo Fest. So we're really uh, excited to get up there and reconnect with our former third member, Jason Talley of Motorhome Diaries, and. Uh, really just uh, start hitting the road and get our roots settled in New Hampshire, you know. That's fantastic. So as of the as of the end of this weekend, you're going to be back up in New Hampshire all the way through the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which we'll tell our listeners a little more about here uh, in a little bit. You'll be traveling from place to place, going from, I think you're going to be visiting Grafton. Uh, where else are you guys hitting up? We're going to be hitting Grafton, the Seacoast, Manchester, Keene, and then, like you said, Lancaster, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So Bang, 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 probably the best, uh, in my opinion, the best of the best of the activists that I know of uh, in those four stops. So it's going to be quite a ride. Stay tuned to LibertyOnTour.com for, you know, just the uh, action-packed uh, activism that goes on in New Hampshire. Oh, and guys, are you going to pay the parking ticket you got down in uh, Greenfield? <laughs> That's actually a funny story. We uh, we went down to Town Hall to uh, talk with them and say, hey, this is ridiculous. We just parked. Nothing was there. Then we came back, and we have a ticket with the meters uh, being there. And uh, we had this uh, woman on, on, on film. You know, we walked in and said, hey, we're recording just to be uh, overt about it. But 
she, she questioned whether we could do that. And we said, hey, listen, you're a public official. It's out in the open. And uh, so anyway, she said that uh, the person, she, she admitted that it was an uh, agency uh, miscommunication that these bureaucracies should have talked to each other and we shouldn't have been ticketed. So I said, hmm. great, can you just take these then? And she said, no, well, you can fill up this form, and then uh, it, it, you can see if uh, it'll be granted to you on, a, on an appeal. And, and we asked who uh, is doing that appeal, and it's a guy named uh, Lieutenant Magnum, uh, Magnum who's uh, Lieutenant over Magnum. <laughs> yeah, who's the guy who came out uh, in the video that you all were talking about earlier, who came out and blocked, uh, acted as a decoy when Todd M. Dodge was walking in. The, the one who department. threatened you with uh, charging you with an arrest for intimidation of a witness. Exactly. So when wow. she told us that, we thanked her for our time. We jumped in Marv, rode over to the uh, cop shop today and uh, walked in. And we're told that uh, Magnum had uh, gotten off about an hour earlier, so we're going to show up there tomorrow and talk with him. <laughs> so we should have a video for that as well. This guy loves you guys. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's what he gets for just ticketing people. Yeah. Oh, hey, right. In case it wasn't made clear, I, I don't know if it was clear for anybody that just tuned in. You had Marv parked. They ins- you were out doing whatever you were doing. They you came back, discovered that they had installed a parking meter while you were gone and had ticketed you. You know, if they can get right. away with something like that, why not just go ahead and make the ticket amount a thousand dollars? I mean, clearly there was uh, there was no right, right. agreement there whatsoever. If they want to even make the argument that you've agreed to park here and therefore there's just, you know. Here's what the agreement exactly. is, and if you park for this amount of time, then there, there, none of that was there. You couldn't have even seen what the terms were. It wouldn't have even been possible. So, Don't hey, guys, you. keep up the great work. LibertyOnTour.com. People can go there, follow your exploits, and it is well worth uh, – your videos are always well worth a watch. So great job, guys. So check it out, guys, and keep in touch as well. We'll come back yeah, with more in Free, free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. Coming up, eminent domain, back in the news, plus an outrageous uh, police story regarding an 83-year-old man. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Once again, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there for free. So if you are inspired, by the way, by what the guys over at Liberty on Tour are doing, and I hope that what their I hope their activism inspires others, because a lot of it is stuff that can be duplicated elsewhere. You don't need a whole lot of activists uh, to get out there and do something like do some outreach, do some don't take the plea deal outreach, which I know right. that they're doing. Take, if if you get charged with something, take it to court instead of just giving them money. Right, and so that's one of the things that those guys do, and we do it a lot here in New Hampshire as well, where folks who are charged with some parking ticket nonsense will just refuse to pay force them to go to a trial, force them to spend whatever money they would have to spend to go to that trial, and then refuse to pay the fact, uh, the ticket after the fact, even if they're found guilty. Uh, these Some of the things that LibertyOnTour.com is doing. And if you don't know anything about court, well, we've got a suggestion for you. Yeah, Jurisdictionary.com. If you've ever been the victim of an injustice and decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive, Jurisdictionary.com is the course for people who 
don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know the court's rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four-CD course is so easy that the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. You visit jurisdictionary.com there, and uh, they can you can download the free tools they have for you. There's a free legal flowchart, free weekly tips and tactics newsletters, free legal dictionary. Watch the free videos. Then buy the course. It's jurisdictionary.com. Remember, when you're checking out, to use the pull-down men- menu and mention Free Talk Live just to let them know where you heard it from. Jurisdictionary.com. Let's go to your phone calls. Tyrone is in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live at the NJJ and Mark. Hello, Tyrone. Uh, hello, guys. Hey, what's, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I was uh, I was looking at some some of the videos over on Cop Block. And, yep, that's um, copblock.org. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's kind of funny that because the only way that could even be possible is unless it was a, a, a camper full of white guys. If you had a camper full of black guys going around with trying to pull any of this, it wouldn't make it out of one state. For those guys, get thrown in jail or shot to death. Something crazy like that. Well, there's no doubt, uh, you know, it's it's more difficult to be black uh, in America, I mean, period, when it comes to the police, whether you're doing activism or not. Just driving down the street uh, black is uh, is a more difficult uh, process. But However, Pete, to be fair, Pete and Adamo were arrested multiple times. As and they they were going get, they're covered the in tattoos, which, you know, is to some extent uh, something that people judge you by. Being covered in tattoos is a whole lot different than being covered oh, yeah. in black skin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. But I, my point being, they did get arrested multiple times in multiple locations. So, you know, being young also, and young a young male also helps yeah. you get arrested more <laughs> Nothing often. Nothing as bad as being young, male, black, and tattooed. But they've got a few of those. <laughs> but the difference being, they got arrested. And I'm sure these little minor charges they got arrested for, and they were let, let go. Well, they're, they're facing felonies like, right now. They've got now. some felonies, but they probably won't do any time on them, or much time. But still, I would have probably ended up in the morgue if it was me trying some of that. It could be. Oh, I, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, when uh, when I was doing some cop watching up here in Keene a few, a few years ago, there was one point at which you know, New Hampshire is like 97% white. Uh, so when you're, yeah, but but less than one percent black, right? So when you're a black guy in New Hampshire, you're even more conspicuous than uh, you know black guy in say Mississippi. And uh, so I'm on the street doing the cop watching. I've got my video camera. I'm kind of going around wherever I see the police. I'm showing up. I'm asking the the like the driver that they might have pulled over the people that they're harassing on the sidewalk if they want me to keep an eye on things. And that was a night that was really depressing for me because a lot of the people that even though they were being aggressed against by the police were friendly uh, toward the police. They thought that what the police were do- was doing was okay, and they didn't want any cameras there. So I always respect those people's requests, and I move along. Um, but there was one point at which a car full of black guys had been pulled over on Main Street in Keene, and I called out to them from across the road. I said, hey, do you guys want me to keep an eye on this? And they, the look of relief on their face was very, uh, very tangible, and they were very happy uh, that I was there. In fact, a second police car had just pulled up at that moment, and I, I believe that my being there with a camera helped end that situation without any kind of uh, ticket or anything like that because those cops moved along, and I wonder how they would have handled that situation had I not been there with that video camera. Well, also, um, let me let you go, but one last thing. It's kind of uh, funny that we're uh, in uh, 2011 and still talking about this. Isn't that kind of Isn't it kind sad? Of funny, right? Yeah. yeah. 
it is really sad. But that that's part of the greater evolution of the mind. It's not just. It's it's sad that we're dealing with the, the threat of force to make people comply with various wishes and, and demands and behavioral control methods. It's sad that we still look at the color of a person's skin and then judge them based on that. It's sad that if you use certain words, um, you're looked down upon instead of just realizing that, that freedom of speech enco- encompasses all the speech that one can say. Uh, there's There's so many things that are sad, but I think moving beyond the old paradigms of the past that that so many people hold on to because that's all they know but moving beyond that and evolving the mind to accept that peaceful uh voluntary interactions are the way to go and that treating people as individuals is the way to go i think that's the the step we need to to move towards but to get there is it's a long road tyrone anything else yeah, you want to share yeah uh, one more thing um it's good what he said but i don't think we're gonna get to any time in my lifetime or anyone in his lifetime but um, I am uh, really, really, really considering coming up for the Pork Fest, and I am also thinking about moving up there as be part of the uh, be part of the movement. And um, I'm going to stand out. I know I'm I'm like six one. I have like wasteland dreadlocks, and I know it's going to awesome. be awesome. Uh, I'll say hi. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, to seeing you and anybody else that comes up, makes the trip all the way from the south. I know they've got some uh, carpools going on as well. Uh, I believe there's information about that over at porkfest.com, but I haven't looked because I'm not driving here, so I haven't really dug to, uh, too deep into that, where people from you know different areas of the country are going to be kind of uh, having a convoy, if you will, on up to uh, Porkfest. So it might be a fun way to kind of get things started, meet some people in advance uh, before you actually get here, if it's going to be your first time uh, in New Hampshire. And uh, Tyrone, thanks for the call tonight. Look forward to seeing you up here and appreciate hearing from yep. you say hi at pork fest at 1-800-259-9231 that's right we're going to be there uh, free talk live broadcasting live every single night from the porcupine freedom festival which is your chance to come up and meet the community of activists here that we discuss so frequently the guys from uh, liberty they're going to be there at pork fest marv will be there as well and there's it's running out of room but there's still some space inside marv for the last few years that they've been driving around doing this uh, this outreach and this activism, they've had different people of a liberty mindset come in. I mean, everybody from Ron Paul on down the line to you know everybody else uh, coming in there and signing the inside of the uh, this, this RV. And so when you go in there, I remember years ago you could count the number of signatures up on the ceiling. <laughs> That would be impossible to do at this point. There are so many signatures. I mean, the the entire RV is like this massive liberty-oriented collector's item at this point. It's, it's really it's neat. quite yeah. It's quite beautiful to see all of the, the the interactions that they've had sort of left on the ceiling, and also the bumper stickers too, and all the yeah. different uh, propaganda stickers, if you want to call them whatever. Their, their their stickers are all over. They say a lot of cool messages, and and uh, they have a lot of great stories to tell. I think a lot of their stickers are actually from one of our sponsors, LibertyStickers.com. So Porkfest is happening June twentieth through the twenty sixth. That means we're about a month away. Yep. Uh, so it's not too late to get registered. You can go to porkfest.com, get signed up there for 30 bucks. If you want to save a little bit of money, you can use our discount code, which is free talk live without any spaces. You put that code in, you'll save 20% on registration and anything else you want to purchase in advance from Porkfest. Like I think they're selling uh, like porcupine flags and other items, uh, T-shirts, etc. And you can get registered Come join the fun at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You're going to be in Rogers Campground at the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. You'll meet all kinds of liberty-minded people, some of them who have made the move already, as we have as part of the Free State Project, moved to New Hampshire, many of whom, the people that attend Porkfest, are those who are considering a move. Maybe those who aren't quite committed yet. Uh, those are maybe on the fence. There's a lot of folks who are going to be up there like that that are interested in learning more about what this community is all about. 
And there's also the people that are going to be there that have committed to move, but just haven't had the chance or the, the financial wherewithal to actually make that move as of yet. But they want to come up and, and experience New Hampshire and be around this incredible movement of uh, the best activists that I've ever encountered. Right. The key word you keep saying, and that is the important word, is people. And that in Porkfest is all about the people and getting the people together. Sure, there's events, there's things going on, there's there should be music and, and all sorts of various uh, activities mm-hmm. to do. But it's all about getting you connected and networked with people who you instantly agree with to some degree, whether it's... Uh, they, they share the, the peaceful philosophy or the non-aggression principle or, or, or any other of these various liberty-minded philosophies. It's that connection you make with this crowd and these, these so many diverse people that really lasts far beyond Porkfest. Yep, and there's going to be so much to do. You touched on a little bit of it, but the full schedule's up over at Porkfest.com. In fact, they're just announcing this uh, first annual Liberty Roast. I guess Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio is going to be there and be roasted. Uh, more coming up here. You can take control. Hour 2 is next. This is Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you'd like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those. Uh, And the main feature of the site actually allows you to control the content of the site by... Submitting different things to it. You can, if you find an interesting story online, maybe a great YouTube video, whatever it is that you find online you want to share with us and the rest of the audience. You just submitted a show prep over at freetalklive.com. And then others who are on our website get to vote. You get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up will make it to the front page in the top of the site, meaning more more people, including us, will see it, possibly talk about it on the air, etc. Go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. Uh, of course, we will take your phone calls about anything at 800-259-9231. Coming up, eminent domain in the news again, unfortunately. But first, an outrageous story out of uh, – where is this coming from, out by the way? Alabama. All right. What happened, JJ? This is a story. 84-year-old man allegedly beaten by police officer after calling 911. An Alabama police officer allegedly hospitalized an elderly man who called 911 to report an accident across the street from his house. 
Well, so that's wife, what people are supposed to do. I mean, you see something terrible happen, and you call nine one one to let them know about, you know, especially a traffic accident of some sort. I mean, exactly. You want to get the uh, the emergency services folks there on the scene at, uh, at as, as quickly as possible, and everybody knows that that's the only way to do it. You call nine one one. Now, by the way, where's the story coming from? Uh, the news coming out of rawstory dot com. Okay, very good. And uh, the the court the courthouse news service reported that 84 year old Dorsey Henderson of Fairhope, Alabama, called 911 after investigating the car accident and discovering that the driver of the vehicle was severely intoxicated. Henderson told the driver of the car he was under a citizen's arrest and needed to wait until his near his car until police arrived. When Officer Trent Scott arrived on the scene, Henderson attempted to inform him of the dri- driver's belligerent behavior and that the driver had been placed under citizen's arrest. The officer allegedly told Henderson there was no such thing as citizen's arrest in Alabama. Only I can make an arrest. The and anointed to, one. And to get out of the way, old man. Oh, wow. Yeah. After Henderson tried to explain that he was only trying to help, Officer Scott placed him in an armbar and slammed his face first into the ground, breaking his nose and eyeglasses. Because <laughs> that's how you serve and protect. Wow. Yeah, that, that really solved a problem. Uh, Henderson's wife, Doris, watched from a wheelchair at the front window of her house telling a 911 dispatcher that the officer was beating the hell out of my husband. At no point did Scott place Henderson under arrest or charge him with any crime, but kept Henderson handcuffed in the backseat of his police cruiser. (laughs) Roughly 10 minutes later, Scott sent an ambulance that had arrived away, telling the paramedics that the elderly man doesn't need an ambulance. Everything's fine here. The guy with the broken nose and the destroyed glasses and uh, the bleeding face... He's okay. Nothing to see here. Move along. Uh, superior. Well, hold they on do up. this because they don't want uh, their actions. That's right. Rep- they don't want any paperwork on their actions. Wow, I'm just I'm stunned by this. Uh, the the idea that someone else who was not the officer called, probably his wife, yes. called nine one one to bring an ambulance out to assist her. Was it eighty three years? Eighty four. Eighty four year old husband who'd been beaten, uh, put in an arm bar. Is that like a headlock? What is an arm bar? An arm. Yes, an arm bar would be where he grabs the arm and puts it behind someone's back. Oh, one of those moves. Like yeah. it, it basically it really hurts. Yeah, that yeah. hurts. Yeah. And then you you just push him to the ground and slam his face in the concrete. So she calls the ambulance to respond to this, and these guys take the cops' word for it. That's right. Uh, that What does that say to you about these EMT workers? How intimidated are they by this particular police officer? Well, I think they feel that they're part of that thin blue, blue line to a degree. You know, hmm. That whole mentality of we all work for the city, and the city you know, pays us all, so I guess we're all in this brotherhood together. Sort of like what happened to compassion for the victims? Well, if you remember the uh, the the, uh, the scenario that it played out when you were filming the EMT uh, outside the courthouse, right. when there was no no medical thing going on, there was no no hospitalized victim on a stretcher. It was just you filming the EMT coming out of the the ambulance, and he was very he was uh, pissed, very aggressive towards you. Yeah. But they're not all they're not all like that. It's how just, many EMTs are going to tell? I mean, I I don't know that none of them will. But how many EMTs are going to tell the cop, "Get out of the way! I'm going to go treat that guy over there." Right, right. I mean, the I mean, I don't think they will. Gun. I think that they absolutely. Well, JJ's right here that they're they're absolutely on the quote unquote same team. It's tragic. It's sad. I mean, uh, I I work with guys who are uh, EMTs, and I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect them to do otherwise. Well, there's a little more here. A superior officer who later arrived on the scene ordered the ambulance to return, and Henderson was taken to the hospital where doctors said he suffered a broken nose, mm. multiple contusions, and a torn ro- rotator cuff. As of May 16, 2011, Scott was still employed by the Fairhope Police Department. 
This is a police officer. That's that's yeah. right. The police officer was still on the payroll. He's not getting fired. Come on. Nope. Absolutely not. This but, isn't the first time that the police have uh, aggressed against an elderly gentleman either. Nope. And there's, again, plenty of stories like this. There was yep. one just out of Orange County, Florida, not too long ago as well. You could forget about the citizen's arrest thing, but I don't see any reason to, uh, you know, there is no citizen's arrest anymore. If there ever was, there isn't any longer. Um, you know, effectively, it, you can't do that crap anymore well, because cops are going to be – they're outraged. I'm the arrester around right, here. How dare you? You yeah. can't be an arrester. You I'm have an no arrester. Authority. What are you doing? Yep. The, well, the idea that I, I see is I just, made it all the way through high school and then police academy. <laughs> Only I can arrest. Yep. Well, the scenario where, you know, the, the drunk belligerent person crashes and then he's like, oh, I'm going to make my way home because I'm still good enough to drive <laughs> even after crashing my car. And then, the, of course, the elderly gentleman was like, no, you need to stay here because yeah. you really messed up. And, you know, there's probably damages to other vehicles. Or, or I don't think there was any other victims. He had to have hit something. He hit something, obviously. And, uh, you know, See, just he's trying- clearly not clearly not like a cop because a cop would have said, uh, just let the guy get up and try to leave. So he'd have an excuse to chase exactly. after him. And, and uh, you, you know, don't know what a cop would do pavement. necessarily in any This cop would have. Well, yeah, this cop clearly wanted to beat up an old man. So... What he did probably he, I wonder, beat up a drunk, too. I wonder he what he did with that drunk. Or that drunk probably saw him beat the old man, and he was like, oh, I'm not going to mess with this cop. He's yeah. a tough guy. It's crazy. I mean, just... And this just went down recently? Yes. This is... Okay. Um, the story is from the today. All right. So maybe maybe we'll get an update on this, although it's very rare. Usually when, usually when we hear some outrageous story about police abuse... Uh, it just gets shoveled under the carpet. The police end up, uh, you know, they make some sort of public statement about how, uh, well, we can't comment on this exact matter because it's, uh, it's a matter of it's pending in front of the court and so we can't talk about it. And they, they kind of blow off any kind of reporting that is uh, that is done. Then uh, they cease protecting and serving the citizenry and they, they really do just the only thing they do is protect and serve themselves. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but that's pretty much how it would have been. Now, if these guys were actually oriented toward peace, if they were actually the peace officers that some of them claim to be, if that were the case, then this officer would have come onto that scene. He would have shown appreciation to the uh, this individual who considers himself uh, likely a law-abiding citizen. Wow, look, you can arrest somebody without a gun and, and handcuffs and all that stuff. This drunk guy stayed right here. Hey, thanks for holding. Thanks for encouraging this drunk guy to stay here. I really appreciate that, and, uh, and, and I'll take over from here. Thank you very much. I mean, that would have been an appropriate way to handle this situation to show appreciation for someone who attempted to assist in a you know with that uh, I think scenario. yeah I, I think the the situation like you said uh, they would have been more appreciative they would have probably uh, you know the situation would have been de-escalated instantly there's a person on the scene who is helping out a friendly person who does, just cares about his neighborhood it's right across the street from his house clearly has a vested interest mm-hmm. in what happens here and and just the the idea that this, this unlike the cop yeah, who that, has no interest because he knows he's going to get a paycheck regardless of how he well, behaves. Well, what I what I say it's like he he put him in an armbar, he crushed his face in the concrete. He didn't charge him anything. He didn't arrest him. It's like at Incredible. what point do you say the police can't get away with this stuff? They can get away with whatever they want to. I mean, we've seen it. They get away with burning people's houses down. They get away with murder. They get away with uh, sexual molestation. I mean, these cops, not all of them, are, I know they're not all bad, but the bad ones are completely untouchable. That's right. You can't do anything about these people. Well, it's the good ones that cover for the bad ones. That's where the problem is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good police officers out there, and you guys that are listening in that are good, and you're covering for your buddy who's bad, guess what? He's making you look bad. It's your fault that he's getting away with what he's they getting away with. They must be afraid. I mean, they've got to be afraid of something. 
Because if otherwise, but, why not? Why stop? Why cover for these it's guys? It's an exactly. atmosphere of it. If he arrests this, if somebody arrests this guy for this behavior, then the city becomes re- responsible for this guy's behavior because he was in their employ. So then he's in trouble with his superiors, who for, in many cases are also very corrupt. One eight hundred corrupt because they don't want to get sued. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Or they're these aggressive guys who just you know gotten a little older and gotten into more um, superior positions. More coming up. Free talk live. Libertine Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand, featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The Shrine of Female listeners is there. Dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of this program. You can see them and become a Shriner if you'd like. The details are there at shrine.freetalklive.com. Libertymaniacs.com. They have the largest online Liberty brand featuring the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different other products. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, LibertyManiacs.com is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement worldwide with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. No hassle, money-back guarantee on all products, and new products almost every day. It's LibertyManiacs.com. It's a sharp-looking website, by the way. Yeah, it's a good one. They put put money in it, you can tell. Yeah, and they're clearly folks that really put money behind the movement as well. We were talking with the guys from LibertyOnTour.com earlier, and Liberty Maniacs has one of the the big ads over on uh, Marv, their mobile authority resistance vehicle. So good for them for getting behind uh, some effective activism over at LibertyManiacs.com. 800-259-9231. Just to, for, some more thoughts here. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything at 800-259-9231. But just some more thoughts on this situation where an 84-year-old man calls the police due to a, an accident out in front of his house, goes out, attempts to assist with the situation by keeping the drunken fool that was driving the car there on the scene. Just to clarify, uh, another news story that that one had credited the uh, the other news service, court news service, uh, also it, it said in that that one of the drivers was drunk. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems that there was more than one driver. It was two car accidents sort of deal. Right? So it's actually protecting the other person whose uh, property had been damaged by holding the person who was drunk there. Right, right. He encouraged the guy to stay, and he did. The police well, he did more than encourage. He he, uh, you know, gave him a. a you know, a citizen's arrest, which doesn't but he didn't really have exist. handcuffs. He didn't actually restrict right. his, his. Well, how is anybody going to do that? I mean, who has handcuffs? No, some people. So anyway, he uh, then the cop shows up on the scene and gets belligerent toward this 84, 84-year-old man and ends up taking him into a, an arm lock, pushing his head into the pavement, breaking his nose, multiple contusions, bruises, etc. Yeah. Uh, and then and a torn radar, rotator cuff from the armbar. 
Yeah. And, uh, of course, this is an 84-year-old man. He's not going to recover as quickly as, say, a younger man might in this case. And to add insult to injury, when the EMTs show up, the cop tells them to turn around that this man does not need their attention. So it's just just from top to bottom, just an absolutely outrageous story. It's not uncommon we've seen stories where the police have gone after elderly folks in very violent ways and you look at this and we talk on this program we talk fairly often about the idea of getting the government out of the the concept of policing out of uh, protection services and replacing it with the marketplace replacing it with uh, you know private entities that are providing services to people on a consensual basis rather than this police one size fits all government system that we have and and people ball at that and i understand why it's because we've all been raised to believe that the government must provide these services but really how could the marketplace do a worse job i mean when you've got the marketplace as far as all the fears about well you're going to have all these bad uh, private cops everywhere then well no you won't because they'll be checked immediately by competition these private protection agencies will have to compete for your dollars, and that will result in much friendlier service. It'll result in these people actually providing protection rather than aggressing against people and writing tickets and, and taking peaceful people to the pavement and putting them in cages. They'll actually have to compete based on how friendly they are and how reasonable they are and how effective they are at keeping the peace. These cops have no competition. The ones we have today, the one-size-fits-all government monopoly, they have no competition whatsoever in this because if they do something that you don't like, like beat up an 84-year-old man in public, if they do something you don't like, tough. You have to pay regardless of whether or not anything happens to that cop. That bill's going to come around for property taxes in six months to a year. And if you don't pay it, that same cop may be at your house after a few years to kick you and your family out of your home because you thought their service was so crappy that you refused to pay for it. That's why everybody keeps paying for this nonsense. Despite all the outrage, you can show these stories to people and they'll be outraged. Because they should. They're outrageous stories. People will be upset at the things they see the police do, but they won't do anything about it because they're scared of the cops, too. You know, uh, I I agree with you that uh, at some point in the future, the world's going to see more freedom and and we need to see more freedom in the area of, uh, you know, sort of these security services. I agree that that's the case. I don't think it's going to happen in our lifetimes, at least assuming our lifetimes are normal human lifespans. Um, But... I do think that you could probably take a chip at this by just holding people responsible. There's How do you do that if they have to well, if you have to pay for these people? One step which is that there's the sovereign immunity and the limited uh, li- li- the limited immunity that uh, police officers have in the course of their jobs is this old man shouldn't be have to sue the police department for this. He should be able to sue this guy for this. Which he can't do. Which he can't do. Right. I mean, and I don't think anybody would disagree with this, is that, look, government agents are responsible for their actions while they're at work. They should be responsible for it, and they should be able to be sued for their actions. And I think that that would take, that'd take one big giant leap towards it. But politicians, bureaucrats, government agents of all sorts. Well, I, I have a problem with the whole limited immunity idea. It, it flies in the face of natural law to begin with. There are no limited immunity people. Everybody is simply an individual. They, are, they should all be held to the same account, obviously, Mark, and sure. I sh- I'm sure you can agree with that. Uh, the, the issue that 
the people who call themselves bureaucrats or workers for the city. I don't or, think anybody calls themselves a bureaucrat. Right, right. No, they right. City that. worker or a public servant right. or any of those little little monikers they wish to use. It, it's just it's just a joke that, that they're given some sort of immunity because they're taking stolen money. It's like, oh, we're drinking from the poison cup, so we're immune to the poison. It's it's a joke that they're called civil servants. I mean, it, you know, the idea that they're serving you and I is ridiculous. Even if you don't, even if a servant doesn't work for free, because some servants certainly get paid, mm-hmm. they at the very least you have the ability to tell them go away, leave me alone. Yeah. I mean, if they're actually serving you, you can tell them to go away. It's true mm-hmm. that they serve the government. So, and who's afraid of their servants? Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, this is the point, though. When you think about civil servant, civil servant is an accurate moniker because they serve the civil, quote unquote, civil organization. They right. serve so it's public the servant. state. They serve the state. They, they serve, serve the, they serve the government. Right. The, the term public is very misleading because it makes it sound like it's everyone, but it really means the government. That's right. It's a code word. If service was, uh, you know, sort of accurate, then everybody would talk about how you and I are and, and JJ, how we're serving people right now by doing a radio show. We are we're not. We're yes, at work. We but no, that's no, no. Not, that's is, I'm talking about providing the, a service. I'm talking about the 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 current way that words are used. Not that we're whether or not we are providing a service. Has anyone said thank you for your service? Has anyone said yes? Well, I, I I've been five nine years serving as a talk show people, host. People send us amp dollars, and that's a thank you. They for understood. This. That's not the that's not the well, statement think, that I, I'm making. Okay, here. hold on, hold on, hold on. I think there's a d- disparity here. The, the word service can be used in many different contextual uh, situations and the one you're referring to is different than the one that Ian is saying, yes, we are providing a service. But yes, this isn't civil service as in you're serving some organization. But I am about, sir, I am all about customer service. I'm about providing good I'm customer service I'm talking about the language, my, Ian. I see where you're coming from, but I'm saying that I use that term. 1-800-259-9231. If you don't focus on providing good service to people, you're not going to get Who rewarded. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. <laughs> The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including the wiki with uh, over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. You can edit virtually anything you see on the wiki. Wiki wiki.freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. All right, 1-800-259-9231. Eminent Domain, back in the news, unfortunately. And it may be in the news more often than it certainly reaches our desks. Uh, But this one made it, I think, I think this one was over at uh, Free Talk Live, but I'm not positive. Uh, you can go to freetalklive.com and interact with our listeners. You can actually create the content of the site. A lot of the show prep that we get is, comes from listeners like you uh, from submitting it to our website. Anyway, from lehighvalleylive.com in Pennsylvania, Allentown. A town council has authorized the use of eminent domain. What for? You'll find out. Despite public opposition. See, it doesn't matter what you think. Uh, the city council voted 6-1 to one Wednesday night to proceed with eminent domain if necessary to... 
Bring a hockey arena downtown. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Your properties that you've owned for perhaps generations are of no consequence. Uh, It does not matter how long you've lived there, whether it's been a year or 10 years or 100 years, your family has occupied these, uh, these properties in question here. It is far more important to the public meaning the government and the amount of tax dollars that they are expecting to reap from the properties. It's far more important for the public good for us to have this hockey arena here. So just say goodbye to all of the effort that you put into uh, upgrading your homes and your businesses. Right, and all those wonderful children you raised to be Mm -hmm. good tax-paying citizens. (laughs) All the memories. We're not even going to give you a season pass. You're just going to get screwed out of your property. You know, uh, (laughs) this is... It's kind of sad... because you know that they're not going to, the government's not going to give these people what they've been appraising their property at every year as they extract their tax dollars from them. Mm-hmm. Because this is the trick of governments all over the place is to, oh, yeah, your property is worth, oh, a little more than what you could actually sell it at or whatever. So they, they appraise your property higher than what you could actually sell it at. And then they make you pay property taxes on that. Right. But when they go to buy these properties, it's a low ball. They're, right. They're going to, you know, have their appraiser somebody who's in their pocket appraise them mm-hmm. at some new rate and suddenly and you'll take it or it's else not worth as much hey or, it's been a bad else, year exactly. for property right they, they make you this offer that you can't refuse i mean if you don't take their deal then they'll give you um nothing and they'll take your house from you <laughs> or your life i mean if you stand in front of your house and tell them no i won't leave this is my home i've That's grown right. up here they will well then we'll just kill you and not pay anything for it how's that uh, you know it in, indeed but there they was sure an instance will. where uh, at the pfizer corporation in new london connecticut mm-hmm. uh lauren canario actually stuck around and they they intimidated these people out but uh, listener of our show by the way she'll be at the porcupine freedom festival from what i hear so if you want to meet lauren who is a civil disobedience hero of mine yeah uh, it's my understanding she and her husband jim will both be attending this year uh, jim's actually helping me out with a, uh, a project at my house tomorrow so mm-hmm. it'll be uh, um it's, it's awesome the she however um she stood around and actually kept these bulldozers from bulldozing houses for a while. Mm. Uh, did they finally arrest her at the end for sitting on a porch? She was arrested a couple of times, yeah, mm. while she was down there doing civil disobedience on behalf of. You're talking about the Kilo 7 case in New London, which ended up being a landmark in a negative way, a landmark Supreme Court case where the Supreme Court, these seven folks in New London, these were the seven hardcores who had refused to sell to that first offer where the city came with their, whatever their initial offer was. They refused to sell, and one by one, they slowly kind of dropped off and took the the deal and ended up leaving and who can blame them i mean you can only deal with this stress of this situation for so long the the state can bring multiple shifts of people against you it's like well i've got these guys here that are harassing me from from noon till eight and then the next shift comes in at eight and it's a fresh batch of people ready to uh, harass me and uh get me to comply with their wishes so you know the city not the city but the state has uh, a lot of people they can expend on this sort of uh, maneuver. And in the Kilo case, by the way, the Supreme Court ruled that it was entirely A-OK for city governments, state governments to take property 
and use it for private purposes. In that, in this case, they gave it to Pfizer and this other developer to uh, you know to create these office this office complex that was supposed to. I think some apartments or condos or whatever that was supposed to you know bring more money into the public's trough. You know the uh, the coffers. Right. It uh, ended up failing disastrously. Yes, it and did. Pfizer moved out, and this is just another example of how government can never predict what the marketplace is going to do. It doesn't have right. the signals. It doesn't so these matter. people, how many people were in that Fort Trumbull area? It was a whole neighborhood. Yeah, I it mean, was. They, what I don't know. There were and, and it was an old dozens and dozens it, of houses, if not a hundred houses, apartments. And they, yeah. they, they destroyed all these people. Uh, they moved them out of there. Destroyed all these people's property and built a big complex. Built a big and complex then it just and went down the years. drain. So, so literally, the comp- complex is there, built, but it's not occupied, not being run, and it's probably in a disrepair state. It's my understanding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's Makes that's sense. the court case that that was what maybe oh six or something like that oh five where that 05 court case 06, uh, yeah. was made and for you Mark that was a big turning point for you because you realized just how bad this Supreme Court was and the you know, the government how far they had really fallen uh, just basically yeah, once you once you realize that there isn't a leg of the government left that's not corrupt because everybody believes that. Congress is corrupt. They've never had. I've, in my, I don't. I, every time I've ever heard their ratings, it's never above twenty percent. Most people believe Congress is a bunch of thieves and liars. Some people like the president. Then why but, do they keep electing them? I mean, seriously, if you're saying most people believe that, yep. they don't oh, know wow. what else to do. JJ, they don't know what else to do. Think outside the box, maybe. They don't know what that means. And by outside the box, I mean the checks check box you use to elect someone. Think outside that. They, they, there are only two choices as far as those people are concerned, and if they think they're both bad, they try to pick the least bad one, and you end up getting evil as a result. Uh, I don't blame them for being frustrated. They, they don't know about the Free State Project. They're not liberty-oriented. They don't have any principles, necessarily, so they're just kind of – they might as well just go in blind and, sure. uh, and check one of the boxes. Uh, but – Actually, haven't even given you any detail on no. this particular case beyond the fact that the city wants to take these folks' property for a hockey arena in <laughs> Allentown, Pennsylvania. So again, they voted six to one to proceed with eminent domain if necessary, and that means that you know if you don't take our deal, that it's we a offer threat. You. It's a it's a vote that you know that, that they basically voted to threaten people. Yeah, yeah. They, they voted to threaten people. Uh, residents and property owners lined up to slam the city's plans. All kinds of people are against eminent domain, but again, like with bad cops, what do you do? about this Mm. you cannot do anything about this unless for whatever reason you can elect a bunch of liberty-minded people to the city council and we all know that liberty-minded people for the most part don't run for political office because they're busy doing business and uh, providing real services uh, to the marketplace you could hire a lobbying company for hundreds uh, probably a hundred hundred and fifty two hundred thousand dollars you might as well just sell your house at that point right to work on the uh to this case you could quit your job and go full force after these people you could perhaps uh, put up a tent on uh city city court uh, you know town the town lawn there um and and just stake it out but you really i mean other than ruining your life mm-hmm. you can't do anything about this john lee who's co-owner of ny fashion said the offer to buy his property only takes into account the brick and mortar value and this is a great point he makes lee said that uh, it's not the 26 years of sweat that i put into this business they're not making him an offer commensurate yeah. with what it's worth to him they're only making him an offer based on what the bill is worth to them sure and, and the thing How about, about the location 26 years right. in the same location that's the big that's the big right. deal is this you know people people customers are forgetful they don't know what's going on if mm-hmm. he moves to wherever he moves he's gonna lose a he certain might as well amount be closed at that point <laughs> 
He goes on to say that he's asking for more time to weigh the offer without the club of eminent domain hanging over his head. Councilman Michael Donovan called it a good investment in the city. And right. he said this, by the way, isn't even a real hockey team. This isn't a national hockey team. This isn't the Allen Town uh, Steel Benders or something like that. This is. Who cares? It's some crap hole. Who cares local if it's a real hockey team. team? It doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything about this. I think it does. Um, no, it doesn't. It's the same principle. These are these people's property. How many I people don't are really going to go to a these national teams? team or not? Look, if your house gets to- torn down for a national team as opposed to a local team, it's a much bigger deal. I can't believe you're even saying this. <laughs> you don't you think that there's JJ? more significance? This this, well, Mark, eminent domain is bad. Period. Indeed. Get a, get okay. real, dude. There's 800. more significance to a national team. No, That's what I'm the saying. significance is they're taking people's homes from them. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Oh, if it was Wayne Gretzky, you know, it'd be fine. You, I did. Who's oh, going to be Come fine? Here, they don't even get a national team out of the deal. Two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And don't forget uh, that you can interact with the website in various different ways, but if you like the fact that the show is, uh, is free to you, the website is free to you, if you enjoy that, you enjoy the features there, maybe you want to voluntarily contribute to the show. You can do that by becoming an amplifier for as little as $3 a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into Free Talk Live, get on more radio stations across the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp, as in advertise, market, and promote, amp.freetalklive.com. You can sign up with any major credit card through PayPal. You can also use Visa or MasterCard right there on the site through our secure site. And uh, it's money that makes a big difference for Free Talk Live. You'll get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, uh, the AMP-only podcast, and more. Go get the details. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI, they have a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's SACL CAI. So, the news is out of Allentown, Pennsylvania, and Mark, uh, we got into a little bit of a spat a moment ago because it sounded to me like you were saying that this story about these homeowners having their property taken from them by eminent domain would have been more important had it been a, uh, a you know a national level hockey team they're they're wanting to build a hockey uh, center in uh, you know the place of these people's homes and businesses and I guess I don't think you were communicating very well. We talked more about well, it during, my the, fault. 
during the break, yeah, I, th- I think you uh, poorly communicated what you were saying. It sounded almost like you felt like this didn't matter as much because it wasn't a hockey, a national hockey team. But what you meant was it doesn't matter to other people as much. Well, it's uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is a tragedy is a tragedy whenever it happens to you, and it would be a tragedy if you um, you know if if this happened to you and your home was destroyed. But at the very least, you'd get a national hockey team out of the deal. You'd be able to say, "Oh, go I Bears!" Get or, anything. Or get, I don't no. care about that. You don't. Somebody would. And yeah. I, what I'm telling you is well, that, if that was true, a crappy little local team is Do you really nothing. think that would make a difference for somebody? I mean, that's... Some people it might. You, so you Certainly think somebody there are businesses... sitting in their home is gonna is thinking to themselves, this businessman who says he's put 26 years of sweat into his business, the city comes to him and says, we're going to have the Allentown Bears, uh, we're going to build a hockey team, <laughs> and uh, versus if they come to him and say, we're going to bring... I don't even know what damn hockey teams are. What's, what's a hockey team? Uh, uh, the Canadians. The Canadians. We're going to bring the Canadians down <laughs> here. We're going to build them. A, <laughs> we're going to build them a hockey arena. Are you telling me that this business owner is going to be like, oh, well, that's that makes it better? Well, sure. Take my business for that hockey team. Are you, know, you kidding me? I don't know what his decisions are going to be. All I'm saying is that national teams are more significant than local teams. If if I was uh, kicked out of my home for a crap can team, it would be you know it'd be it'd be that much sadder than if I was kicked out at a national team. Ludicrous. At least I'd be able to shake my fist at the television <laughs> no. screen when I saw the Canadians come so on ludicrous. because you can believe that the local Bears they're never going to get on the TV. It's the principal mark. And that, that's the whole point. And, yeah. and I, I know you agree with the principle that taking homes is bad. Yes, it's but not acceptable. When you to add steal this qualifier homes. of, well, it's not so bad if it's, uh, you know, some big name team. Well, no, it's still as, yeah, bad. It's as bad. Now, there are people that will go, yes, that team is awesome and I can't wait to see that team. And now I can just walk across the street and through all that traffic and through all that problems that come with a national team right across the street from my house. Sure. But at the same time, they might be like, yay, that's, that's a great thing for us. But at the same time, the person who lost, their home and that familiar place they've come back to you know what a home is like mark where you go there and you're comfortable you let your sure. guard down and you've got your family there with your kids it's not okay this is, it's not i'm not saying any of this is okay under any circumstances okay. i guess what i'm saying is the net uh the the net negative would be and i'm talking about everybody affected no. would be no. slightly you are, less no you no are as bad no, as mark. I thought, no. I was trying to give you some it's credit. never going to be slightly less yeah, sure it is no you lose your home you lose there, your home period be some businesses that will see some increased traffic from this. Not the, the ones that gonna, get shut down. No, you're right. How's that but the benefit? ones are going to get shut down are going to get shut down whether it's a local team or whether it's a national team. Now, you are Allentown, being outrageous. What are you talking you know, about? I, I came back from the, the break oh, thinking that maybe you had miscommunicated. But no, you actually did communicate accurately. I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt that maybe you just uh, had had not accurately communicated your feelings on this. But you really are saying that this the significance of the stealing of these people's homes is less because it's not a national no, hockey it's team. No, it's not. It's it's that that's not true. The significance would be the same. Would be because you know a tragedy is a tragedy for anyone it happens to. However, there's a net good uh, that is much greater to a national team than there is to this. There is no extra good because it's a national team. You're talking about stealing people's property. I can't believe I'm hearing you say this as the guy who got so outraged by the Kilo 7 uh, decision. I am outraged Dude, by was this. Kilo this is 7, wait a minute. Was Kilo 7 in uh, New London less outrageous? Excuse me, was it more, excuse me, was it less outrageous because it was a big company like Pfizer that came in there as opposed to a bunch of little no-name companies? I, I mean, that's essentially the point you're making. I'm, uh, I was making it as an offhanded point, dude. All I'm saying is they don't even get a national team out of the deal. No. That's really all I said. Uh, 
And okay, you man. hate sports you're the one that has so to much. With it. You're filled you're with such bile it, and vitriol about sports that you have to make you have to make a big sports. deal. You have to. I don't hate sports. You do. I just don't care about every them. opportunity There's you get. You will. But you hate. You don't care. And anytime anybody mentions them, you say, "I don't care." No, which that's shows not true. A certain level of what of are hate. you talking about? I don't care. It doesn't mean I've shoved that I don't care in someone's face because I don't care. I'm sorry. You have no idea what I say regarding sports. I work with you six nights a week, <laughs> three hours a night for the last nine years. What are you talking about? I don't know what you say. Good radio. Oh, I know just you on the better radio? than your mom, dude. Do you mean just on the radio or do you mean like in real life? I don't spend that much time with you in real life. You're not exactly. that much fun to That's hang out with. That's what I told with. you. You don't know jack about me, dude. <laughs> I know about you from six. I'm I'm with you more than anybody else on earth. Yeah, no. but you understand that I behave. Are you saying you act differently on the radio? That's absolutely you're, you're true. You're not even your genuine self on the radio? I talk a lot more on the radio. That much is true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, one eight hundred. Keep that trap of yours shut in real life. <laughs> wow, you guys are great. This is awesome radio. If, if you love sports, that's your thing, man. I don't, I don't give love a damn. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the oh, SACL wow. CAI toll free line. So anyway, uh, back to the story here about people having their homes stolen from them. Uh, councilman uh, said it was a good investment in the city, and he's trying to balance both sides. He says, I have to think about the 118,000 residents of Allentown and not just the city block. See, it's all about the collective and what uh, the, the most good is for uh, the entirety of the, the, uh, the land there. And, and this uh, master of the land will decide. He is the decider. And right, he- as if they really know. And the point that was made with the Kilo 7 case is, look – Obviously, these governments don't know. This is seven people or ten people or whatever the amount of the city council people is making a decision based on, huh, I think we should do this. And they care about their decision so much they're willing to kick people out of their homes for it. If a hockey team was a viable thing in Allentown, Pennsylvania, then somebody who wants to start a hockey team, believe me, there are plenty of people who are passionate about this sport, Mm -hmm. they could go ahead and buy up some property, build an arena, and put a hockey team in there, and people would come and play. It costs more to buy properties when you actually have to make an offer and and have them accept it without the sword of Damocles hanging over their heads. I think it does cost more, but it's really not that much more. When you get the city involved, you actually pay more for the building of something. Something than you would in real life. So even they may the, be getting money from the city, though we don't even know what the uh, the actual usually, deal is here. Well, who knows what they had to do to buy those favors to get this sort of eminent domain started in the first true. place? That's true. Uh, they probably just gave them all uh, free box seats or something like that. These guys are probably you know, you're talking oh, right, about town right. councilmen. They're probably not wielding the same level of uh, influence and uh, and power over lobbyists as say it's uh, sort of like DC. Politician. What Mark was saying, the idea that these wise people in this council, whatever it be a city council or uh, some other group gathering they're so wise and they come up with this this grand master plan as they have one here in Keene and other cities where the city decides what's happening at this great scope this this macro scope where they they lay out the city and where everything's going to go and where the residential parts are going to go in the commercial and it's just it's just such a joke to think that these seven people or however many can make the decision that a marketplace should make an entire marketplace working together and voluntary interacting it's just it's just a, a huge joke. Emotions ran high during the packed meeting with audience members applauding and shouting questions. 
Council President Michael Demore several times struggled to keep control of the meeting as the vote neared. The city has picked a footprint in downtown that would be bound by wherever and uh, plans to pursue taking properties through eminent domain if owners are unwilling to move out for what they consider the city considers a fair price. 1-800-259-9231. There's more to this story, though, about uh, what's happening in Allentown, Pennsylvania, where property owners, approximately 30 property owners in this particular footprint, are being threatened with eminent domain if they don't sell out. Uh, the, again, sat town council votes 6-1, to one, despite a packed meeting full of people who are pissed off about this. Wow. Uh, they voted in, uh, in favor of uh, eminent domain, of course. More coming up. Hour 3 is next. It's Free Talk Live. Hunting, shooting, camping, apparel, auto ATV, tactical gear, survival equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now. This is Free Talk Live. You're invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We can, uh, you can enjoy the features that we give you there totally free. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And eminent domain is back in the news. For those of you just tuning in, in Allentown, Pennsylvania, the city councils voted 6-1 to one despite having a public meeting packed full of angry people, people who are speaking out against the idea of eminent domain, especially for the purpose of giving it to a hockey team or any other private uh, agency. Because it used to be the old excuse for eminent domain was that we're using it only for public purposes. You know, right, like to put it in a like road. a water plant or yeah. something like that. Right, public use, I believe, is what the Constitution says. I, I'd have to go look and just to make to verify it, but my understanding is uh, it's specific in the U.S. Constitution that it's public use. And what it's come to mean over time is for the public good right well i mean even if it's you could still stretch the term public use this gives you an example of how when government does something initially it's never down the line what it was intended originally so the original intention was for things like roads and power plants or whatever you know this right. essential supposed things that the government needed to do with that property and now they've managed to use the term public use kind of morph it into public good but essentially suggesting that well if we can get some use out of it as the public and we're the public because we're the government because that's a code word for government, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, then therefore, because we'll be getting more tax dollars from this stadium than we would have from the 30 individual houses slash businesses that uh, would have been on this property, have been on the property, then that's that's the public good. We're going to get use out of it. So therefore, eminent domain's okay. Yep, and good enough su- for us. The Supreme Court backed this uh, backed this up about a half a decade ago. Yep. And so here's uh, continuing this the manifestation of this particular viewpoint uh, where they're looking at Let's see. 30-some property owners now live within the footprint uh, in which the city would like to steal. 
Uh, they live uh, there, and the city is negotiating to buy those properties. It has agreements in place. Now, of course, negotiation makes it sound like there's actually some level of right. uh, voluntary interaction. Negotiation uh, suggests hey, it's two parties that are of, of equal footing. Uh, but I bet you take this offer, or we come through with a bulldozer. Right. <laughs> that's the kind of negotiation. <laughs> that's, that's real good. It's in your interest, man. Yeah, I'm sure the right. Italian Americans listening right now don't feel at all put upon. <laughs> I can't do a Russian mobster accent, yeah, right. you know, as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that that's just that's just it, right? How like, about that you'll put uh, your signature on this uh, line? Here. That's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know that uh, in Soviet Russia, eminent domains you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has agreements in place. Uh, it claims for the uh, bureaucrats claim for about half of the sites. The majority of property owners who spoke at the city meeting criticized the city's handling of the site selection, its notification of owners and said the sale offers don't take into account relocation costs and business values. The city's offering to help property owners with relocation, says uh, one of the bureaucrats, but he couldn't give specific dollar figures since every business is different. We want them to be successful, said the bureaucrat. We want them to be in downtown Allentown. Using eminent domain as a legal avenue aimed at compelling any holdout property owners to sell. It's a strategy that would require the city to go before the Lehigh County Court, which, of course, the court's going to give their approval stamp to it uh judge <laughs> the bureaucrat says if an amicable solution can't be met an impartial judge would help reach a deal now anybody yeah. that's ever been in front of a judge before <laughs> knows that this is nonsense Right. They're not impartial. They work for the same people that are trying to take the house. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you don't think this judge hangs out with these city councilors at the country right. club? Right. Come on. So uh, they go on to blah, blab about this uh, particular structure. It's going to be 8,500 know, 8, seats. It might open up in 2013. It'll be home to the Phantoms, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers American Hockey League affiliate. So that's, a, a, I think, a step down from the um, NHL is you know, sort, of a, sort of a farm team. Resident Michael Malvinsky asked the council if they really thought a minor league sports team was going to rejuvenate Allentown. He predicted hockey fans won't be visiting eateries uh, and the arena traffic will likely drive away those patrons. Resident and hockey fan Mike Schuare said there's no way he can support taking someone's property for something as frivolous as a hockey arena. This coming from a hockey fan right. have, in Allentown. Have you guys had any local sports teams that were like this around where you were... What uh, do you mean, like this? Like, well, the, the just stole property? The, the, no, no, just the, not the ones that stole property, just the, the low-grade sort of sports teams. We had a couple in Milwaukee. And when, yeah, they had the triple-A teams. Right. Well, there's triple-A, and then there's arena football, and there's like various... There's soccer, and soccer's really big in Milwaukee mm-hmm. uh, in certain aspects because they are nationally successful, but they still have to, to go through huge lengths just to get people to show up for their games. Mm. Like They're giving tickets away, basically. Yeah. And if their whole idea of, of having this sort of stadium is to, to generate revenue, how are they going to generate revenue when they have to give tickets away to get people to show up? So, so sad. The, and, it's, and Mark is absolutely right on his point where these governments, they have no idea what they're doing economically. They, they don't know what the market signals are. They don't know what level of demand there actually is for any of these things. They just have all this money that they've stolen from people, and so they just do whatever they want with it. And if it doesn't work out, it's not like it's their skin that's in the game. They, these six city, city council members who voted for this, they will not lose if the, uh, the you know if this stadium comes in. They're not having to lose their home or their business. 
business. They won't lose anything if this stadium flops and ends up being sold. What's that one in Detroit? There was a stadium like in the Detroit area that was yeah. originally built for like $17 million and sold for half a million. <laughs> it was sold for, yeah, $600,000 or some incredibly small amount. But JJ's, uh, you know, when he, it reminds me of the, the small time teams that were in Sarasota. I went to a, uh, I think it was a Monarchs game in uh, Manchester, and I believe that they're a, uh, they're a derivative of, of the, the Kings. I, I think so. And, and I don't remember what I paid for tickets there, but in Sarasota, for the baseball team that I don't know. There's so many teams that came and went. I know that the Cincinnati Reds were there for a while. The uh, White Sox were there for a while. Uh, some other team that maybe had socks in the word. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, there, there were several teams there. And literally, tickets, if you walked up and said, hi, I'm here for a baseball game, they'd sell them to you for $5. <laughs> but only somebody who did that would buy them for $5 because they constantly had giveaways. Yes. Constantly, we're giving these things. Well, they away, should give promotions. away. If they're going to charge seven bucks for a beer or whatever it is they charge when you get in. I don't. There. Even, I don't. You've never been to one of these minor league yes, games. Yes, I have. Damn you! Where? You think you know everything about me? I don't think it's seven dollars <laughs> for a beer. Where have you been? You tell us. <laughs> That's not my experience. <laughs> Maybe five dollars, Mark. And you're right. It's been a few years since I've the been major there. leagues. You can definitely pay seven dollars for a beer. Yeah. There's no doubt. But right. I, was, I, I don't think they're they even are, getting that. They aren't cheap, yeah. even at the minor league games. No, they're not, they're not cheap. cheap. You're paying five bucks for a hot dog or something crazy like that. So uh, there is, by the way, a deadline now of a tentative deadline of September 15th for the city bureaucrats to reach a so-called agreement with the property owners, which means to finally push them around enough um, and get them out of these uh, these homes. They're, they're homes they've spent their, their lives in. They've raised their families, the business in which uh, they have spent years yep. and you know probably thousands of dollars upgrading buildings and you know making things better and advertising a specific location and you know creating uh, an imprint in people's memory as to where they need to go to get whatever products that they would get. All of that's going to be washed away, thrown away on the s- speculation that this hockey team is going to somehow improve things for the city of Allentown. Exactly. Speculation. They they don't know that this is going to make any money because it's failed in so many other places. Why would it not work here? Uh, at the same time, these city councilors and, and anybody who, who gets elected to these positions, it's like people who win the lottery. You know, they, they instantly come upon all this money, this taxpayer money, and they're like, how can we spend this money? And we're not accountable. It's not our money, so we don't care. We're just going to go out and spend it on whatever great idea idea someone comes up with and then someone like a politically connected construction firm that uh, oh. might want to uh, get a nice contract exactly yeah yeah definitely keep those jobs local right guys right well, these guys come to the city council with proposals of ideas like here in Keene, new hampshire there's one of these potential boondoggles out on the horizon actually i haven't heard much talk about it recently uh but for a while they've been kind of chatting in the city council about building a convention center in Keene. Now, again, if you, this isn't something that just applies to sports domes. This also applies to anything that the government gets into, any kind of business project or investment, as they use the term. Remember, they're not investing their money. They're investing your money. If it right. was an investment, then, then you, you'd be able to pick. Yeah, and you don't get, as a so-called investor with the money on the line, you actually don't get the return on the investment if it actually does you know, make money. But a lot of these uh, city-run and city-built convention centers are empty year-round with save a handful of conventions that come there simply because it's there if there was a market demand for it then it should be built and it would be built but the city just jumps in and just does whatever they want and doesn't matter throw caution to the wind it's not their money 
I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you'd like, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the site. Uh, you go to freetalklive.com, click, enjoy. The By the way, you can click into the archive section, and then at that point, you can access years worth of the show all the way back to uh, late 2006, all for free for you at freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, in some cases, they can't even be advertised. You can get an additional 5% off of everything with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. You know, that 5% off is kind of like getting your shipping for free. Mm. It's ManVentureOutpost.com. All right, 800-259-9231. You know, I didn't ask the question. Maybe there's somebody listening who actually thinks eminent domain is a good idea. That You just think it is great for the government to be able to take people's homes from them for whatever purpose. Or maybe you maybe you only will give them you know, the inch of being able to take it for for important projects like uh, you know, a water treatment plant or a park or something like that. Uh, if you're one of those people that can defend eminent domain, I'd love to hear from you tonight at 800-259-9231 because as the comments here on lehighvalleylive.com, their story about Allentown, Pennsylvania, voting uh, their city council voting 6-1 to one to steal property from people, the first comment gets it right out. I mean, he's straight out. Uh, Carl writes, he says, eminent domain is just a way to legally steal property. Yeah, that's all it is. Right. That's all it is. And it doesn't matter to me for what purpose they're stealing it. I don't care if they do want to build a power plant or whatever the issue is there. If it's worth building, make an offer in the open marketplace. And if somebody doesn't want to sell to you, then you can buy the property somewhere else, buy from somewhere else. And if it's really worth that, that if that one piece of property is really so critical, then you should be willing to make whatever the offer is that uh, is required to buy it. You know, if if these places are such an attraction, um, these it's a hockey team, these by hockey the way. teams, um, you know, why do they have to be downtown? I mean, if people are going to come to a hockey game, are people really going to stumble out of local bars and say, let's go do a hockey game? I mean, why do they want to put it downtown? <laughs> Everything has to be downtown for these bureaucrats. That's what that's, that's right. all they want to revitalize the downtown. Apparently, uh, you know, putting uh, a second rate hockey team in Allentown, Pennsylvania will do that. I uh, back back home before I left about two years before I left, uh, which would be about two thousand five in Wisconsin. I lived in a, a suburb of Milwaukee to the south, and 
the idea that the city city government, I think it was the greater area sort of government, they, they all get together. You know, all the suburbs and the city, they all get together and talk about some plans sometimes. And anyway, they had this idea of putting this hockey rink in our city. And it was supposed to be a, a multi-use facility where it wouldn't just be hockey. It would also be like Concerts. ice skating and yeah. like all kinds of ice-related sports. Mm-hmm. So Anything now, to do with ice, we'll do it. Right. We already had the Pettit Center in, in Milwaukee, which is a world-famous training rink for uh, Ol- Olympians and, and mm-hmm. uh, hockey players and all Things kinds of... Things that they have to go on on ice? Exactly. Yeah. And and they wanted to add this one to the south, so there'd be a, there'd be a, you know another place to go for people if this one was busy. Blah blah blah. Anyway, they spent all this money, took this property, and anyway, about a year. So they eminent domain people. Yeah, they 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 eminent domain a huge section of property, and some of it was actually not being used. It was it was some industrial uh, property that was in disrepair, and it was it was uh, just basically abandoned. Um, but anyway, what they did is they cleaned it up and they started building and then they ran out of money. And so, <laughs> no. so literally you, you drive down the street and you see this, this skeleton structure of this building they were building and, and, and they stopped, you know, midway through. So, so all you see is this nasty wreck of a structure that is literally falling apart because it wasn't completed. And the weather, as anyone knows in the Northern hemisphere, uh, the winters are very harsh and they are unforgiving. So that that's, that that rain and and freezing ice uh, caused separation and cracks and a lot of uh, breakage. So the <laughs> the wasted space that they they took the the property. Then they they spent money to build a building, and then they ran out of money, it's and pathetic. they abandoned the property. It's like, what about the investment? What about the money you spent? You, you basically just flushed it all down the toilet. You know, and, and yes, that's it's a disaster. Can you imagine what it feels like to have had your home taken and then they don't even complete the ice rink? Mm. I mean, it's it's got to be it's got to leave a hole in your heart. But you know, imagine for a second if you would have done this, you would have got there, you've gone, jumped through all their hoops and begged them for building permits and all this other stuff, and then built a half finished arena and you know like hey look i've got to go get some investors it's going to take me another couple of years to do this they they'd have a fit they'd, they'd yep. take the property from you and raise the whole destroy the whole thing the code the code enforcement people would be by every day saying oh this building isn't up to code well yeah it's not finished well it's not up to code but if the city constructs a building that isn't up to code or isn't finished and abandons it they, they aren't getting that same sort of accountability from the code enforcement officials or anyone like that because well they're all on the same team so why would I do that? I mean, it's just disgusting. So I'm looking here just to kind of flash back, since we're talking about eminent domain. We mentioned the new London case, the Kilo uh, 7 Supreme Court case, where the Supreme Court authorized the use of eminent domain for the purposes of uh, granting property to private owners. And just to kind of give you a flashback as to what happened, it was back in 2009 when it was uh, reported by The Day, which is the new London newspaper there, that uh, Pfizer was pulling out because they stole people's properties from them for the purpose of building this big office complex where Pfizer was supposed to come in with all kinds of jobs and pay more taxes than the uh, the people that were, were living there. And the eight-year-old $300 million campus to close, 
No job losses, though. They're just going to take all those jobs somewhere else. Uh, eight years after opening its state-of-the-art global research and development headquarters in New London, Pfizer you know, announced oh, Monday on. it will close the nearly $300 million complex. And, and that cons- was 2009, but right. the, the court case didn't come out until like 2005. Did they open – because I seem to remember they built, built a portion of the office and then they wanted to do some more things in the neighborhood. They may never have even got that done. They just knocked the houses down. The announcement came as Pfizer uh, will maintain its local workforce numbers, came as the company said it will be closing six research and development sites worldwide. And if I if I recall correctly, uh, Pfizer was given a, a number of perks. You know, they were given, obviously, the opportunity to come into this building that was custom made for them. But also, I believe they had the ability to not pay taxes as well. Like for just one of those things that cities do will it, do yeah. to bring big companies in, manufacturers and that sort of thing. They'll say, look, you come to our city, you bring your jobs in here and we'll uh, you know, exempt sure. you from taxes. Five years. So they may have actually gone in here, taken advantage of the tax exemptions and then packed up shop and said, oh, yep, we're done. We're yep. out of here. They're, the city just north of me, the, the suburb just north of me, was famous for being the headquarters for many huge businesses. And the whole reason was the tax situation. They could build their building and get no taxes assessed to them for X number of years. And the idea was they'd be there that number of years, and the money that they'd save not paying taxes was well worth building that building and then moving somewhere else when it became incredible the time for that. Jeez. We're coming up here at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Give us a call especially if you can defend the process of eminent domain as anything but theft. It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Tell me about Bitcoin, Mark. Well, Bitcoin, uh, if you're tired of watching the value of of your dollar plummet, if you're tired of banks charging you fees and if you want to take back control of your own money, then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin's the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, go to weusecoins.org. Again, it's weusecoins.org. So we're talking about eminent domain and flashing back to the Kilo versus New London case that resulted in people's having uh, people having their homes taken from them that have been occupied for generations, uh, people having their property stolen for the purpose of building some sort of a, uh, de- a complex for primarily to rent to pharmaceutical manufacturer Pfizer. Then a few years later, Pfizer pulls out after for whatever reason. I mean, they they have their business reasons that uh, they they just decided to leave. And there's a story over at newsbusters.org where the gentleman here who's writing this uh, Tom Blummer observes that the news media the mainstream media covering this particular case and uh, specifically the New London Day the local newspaper there manages to cover the story without actually mentioning the four letter local word kilo 
They don't actually at any point utter that woman's name. She's one of the seven uh, homeowners. And the, the name under which the case went to the Supreme Court. Right. Kilo versus uh, the city of New London. And so they're covering this information about Pfizer backing out on this property without even mentioning it. And he kind of focuses on this point. Uh, he says it's a development that I wouldn't wish in on anybody, but one that the city of New London, Connecticut, brought upon itself by pursuing and winning the Kilo versus New London case at the Supreme Court in 2005. Some win in what Ed Morrissey at Hot Air calls a fitting coda to a chapter of governmental abuse, pharmaceutical manufacturer Pfizer is leaving the global research and development headquarters that it built in New London just eight years ago. The significance of the move should resonate nationally because the Washington Examiner explains Pfizer's original decision to locate in New London was driven by the city's promises to eliminate a nearby neighborhood, promises which led to the Kelo litigation once residents, including Suzette Kelo, pushed back and they talk about, uh, again, how the New London Day completely ignores the the court case and just talks about how Pfizer is leaving. The day's insistence on avoiding any mention of the word Kilo is a deplorable tradition that began almost immediately after the final holdouts. Suzette Kilo and Michael Cristofaro settled with the city in mid-2006. The paper's persistence looks especially petty and childish today. It kind of looks like 1984 when they used to disappear people in the book. You know, they, they, they just destroy whatever, uh, you know, remnant that there is of their existence and they're never talked about again. Well, some of these like local news organizations, like we have the uh, the Sentinel here in this city, it's like they, they get along with the uh, the uh, bureaucrats and they go to lunch with them and they're mm-hmm. buddy-buddies. So it's, well, why would I want to say anything bad about my friend, the right. city manager? Or How are they going to get a scoop if they... Exactly. Uh, they're they're just right in bed, right next to that corporation that wanted uh, more uh, state uh, help and and money. They're they're just as just as big a part of the problem. Yeah, it's all the good old boys network. The Hartford Courant, which appears to have been the first to report the story, uh, also did not mention the dirty word of Kilo. The strain to avoid saying Kilo borders on the hysterical. In a three minute Fox sixty one video that uh, is embedded, reporter Lori Perez first made this reference to the case and he says that uh, there are some opportunities where the word would have made sense to reference it would have made sense the quote is it wasn't that long ago that new london was wooing pfizer to fort trumbull and in a bitter and infamous eminent domain battle would have been a good time to mention the actual name of it. Yeah. Taking away private homes to make way for business and technology and a business and technology park. Tonight, along with taking a look at the business and economic impact of Pfizer leaving, there is, as you might imagine, strong reaction from residents wondering what exactly they lost their homes for. After this buildup, Perez interviewed only one resident, Michael Cristofaro, who, of course, is now a former Fort Trumbull resident. This is one of the seven uh, people who were involved in the Kilo versus New London court case. And here's what he had to say. Uh, He says that eminent domain battle with the city and developers combined with today's news is a bitter pill to swallow. Quote, there's nothing here. It's clear cut. It's a dust bowl. I mean, that's what's sad. There was a 10 year battle. And here it is 12 years later. And we could still be here. And we would be we would still be paying the taxes on it. What does the city have now? They have nothing. I don't. I, I don't know what the city has. I mean, if if Pfizer, so they built the city built the complex and then was renting it to Pfizer. Was that the deal? The New London Development Corporation, as you may recall, Mark, is yeah, a right. front group, uh, which is essentially a city created corporation. So right. it's not the city, but it is the city. Right. 
So, yeah, essentially the city funnels money into well, the then NLCC. doesn't the Unun- uh, New London Corp or whatever have to pay the property taxes? Presumably they do, mm-hmm, yeah. I would think, if yeah. they're the owners of the building. But if they're, if they're you know, shills for the city, then who knows? Yeah, exactly. So Either as, way, the city just takes this property and then tries to figure out what to do with it again. As to the press outside of the nutmeg state, he says, I have noted uh, in several previous newsbusters, the national media have been proactively disinterested in developments, or more correctly stated, non-developments in the Fort Trumbull area. After the ruling itself, the establishment media largely ignored the bitter struggle that ensued. Almost no one knows that a new party, One New London, whose express purpose was to prevent the New London Development Corporation from carrying out its Supreme Court-sanctioned actions, came out of nowhere and won two seats on the seven-seat city council, losing out on a third seat by 19 votes. Almost no one knows, I hadn't heard that, uh, almost no one knows that city council with the one new London party members strongly dissenting, voting in 2006, formalized in June to evict the remaining holdouts while demanding past due real estate taxes, claims for use in occupancy, and claims to collect rent from third parties to the tune of almost $1 million. Almost no one knows that infuriated city residents mounted what from all appearances was a successful petition drive to put the question of the city property takeover of the Kilo and Cristofaro properties on the ballot in just three weeks. Absent the petition and looming referendum overhang, it seems likely that city council would have brought on the bulldozers. Instead, it began negotiations with Connecticut Governor Jody Rell. Rell ultimately brokered a deal that, while constitutionally unacceptable, was probably the best that anyone could have hoped for in that situation. All things that he says the media just didn't report on. And one more thing. Going back to the sordid history of the case itself, almost no one knows that the high-powered, politically connected Italian Dramatic Club was allowed to remain in Fort Trumbull while each and every home around it was leveled. Hmm. A wow. notable exception to the NLDC's plan to clear-cut the neighborhood is the Italian Dramatic Club. This is a flashback to uh, one report on this from back in the day at, uh, let's see, where is this? IJ, so the Institute for Justice, the libertarian group of lawyers that helped defend Suzette Kilo and the, the rest of these folks in this case. They're the ones that did this reporting. No one else. So about this uh, dramatic club, it's a politically connected social club of Connecticut's political establishment, which is located where? In the very same neighborhood as all the houses targeted for destruction. Among the Italian Dramatic Club's patrons was former Connecticut Governor John Rowland, who helped direct much of the state's funding for the NLDC's work in New London, and who resigned in June 2004 amid an ethics scandal. The club was informed in September of 2000 that it could remain in the neighborhood. The unelected NLDC does decision to preserve the politically powerful Italian Dramatic Club while demanding that new Londoners move out led Fort Trumbull homeowner Matt Derry to quip that the NLDC's actions in his neighborhood have been both shameful and shameless. According to Newsbusters, as far as he can tell, establishment media coverage of Pfizer's latest move and its real-world relevance in the Kilo ruling has thus far been non-existent. Well, this is all business as usual. The government making favors for certain people and hurting everyone else. I mean, that's normal, right? And business as usual, no one knows about it. That's right. The newspapers don't report on it. They, you they know, pretend like it never happened. They do. Uh, you know, I don't know why it is that newspapers do things like this. They're not just newspapers, but news organizations do things like this. It seems like they don't want to report on their government. 
1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind here in the remaining moments. Enough time for you and your thoughts. 800-259-9231. If we get a chance, we'll tell you about the Secret Service interviewing a young man at school and his parents had no idea. Uh, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you. Your thoughts. You can make the call to 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Uh, there on the site, you will find various features. One of those features is our webcam. You can watch. You can listen. You can interact. The chat room is built into the very same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam. .freetalklive.com, and if you like the fact that we give you features like the cam for free, then you can voluntarily support the show by going and shopping with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through the links that you'll find there. There's uh, different links for different countries, so you pick the appropriate one for you. And when you enter Amazon through that link, at that point, whatever you check out, Free Talk Live gets a portion of the sale. It's the same great Amazon prices, free super saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items, even used items as well. You're just entering through our portal, and so Amazon sends us a cut of the sale. Uh, head over to shop.freetalklive.com and get your shopping done. So, Mark, let's change gears. You had mentioned something the other night that you had to share, and we never uh, we never got to it. JJ, you look confused. I do. Were we supposed to do something else today? No, no, I'm just wondering what he's got to share. Oh, okay, very good. Well, it's something about the Secret Service, and uh, is it a, how old was the kid they went after? Seventh grader. Seventh grade, that'd be about 12, maybe 13, 11, Sounds about right. something yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, what did they do, threaten the president or something? Usually that's when the Secret Service comes out, is when it's a threat against... Uh, or currency, yeah. yeah. Let's read the story. Right, counterfeiting, that's right, they deal with that. Mm-hmm. A Tacoma 7th grader faced federal interrogation at school for what he posted on his Facebook page. His mom said it all happened without her knowledge or permission. Timmy Robertson said he uh, said she had just, uh, excuse me, Timmy, I guess it's the mother's name, excuse me, said she had just finished lunch with a friend Friday when she got a phone call from her son's school. I answered it and the school security guard, who's giving me a heads up that the uh, secret service was here with the tacoma police department and they have veto i guess that's the son and they're talking to him robertson said after osama bin laden was killed the 13 year old Vito la pinta posted on an update on his facebook status that uh, got the feds attention i was saying how osama was dead and for obama to be careful because there would be suicide bombers Wow, a lot of people believe that this is the case. That there, there, there may be some kind of retribution, whether it's on the American public or Obama in general or whatever. Um, a week later, while Vito was in his fourth period class, he was called into the principal's office. A man walked in with a suit and glasses and said he was part of the Secret Service. La Pinta said he told me it was because of the post that I'd made that indicated I was a threat to the president. 
The Tacoma School District acknowledged a Secret Service agent questioned Vito and that he was a security guard who called Vito's mom because the principal was on another call. The school district said they didn't wait for Vito's mother to get there because they thought she didn't take the phone call seriously. Hmm. Okay, The Secret Service is here to question your son. You didn't take it seriously. I don't understand. I mean, okay. It would seem to me if the school district has the the school district would not have the authority to allow your child to talk to a secret service person. Sure, they would. They can they, do whatever they want. They yeah. can do whatever they want, but they are they are the the guardian at the time that uh, that that they have them. Well, they're there they to should protect be protecting the. the ch- that's exactly what. So, they're who, there for. wait a minute. Who called the secret service? Somebody must have seen the his Secret Facebook. Service update. Probably called him. So you think they reacted to his Facebook? Out of the millions and millions of people that use somebody Facebook, somebody had to snitch on him. Someone. Okay, Somebody was this on done in school? List. Was this done in school? Is you, are you saying he posted this while he was No, at, this was uh, this was a sub, when a sub, No, they just came to get him in the school right, okay. because when uh, when the cops want a kid, most kids are in government school, so right. they're easy to get to. Sure. Which is, by the way, yet another reason to keep your kids out of government school. I mean, clearly this was not a threat. He was making a statement about what might have been more likely as a result of you know continuing the cycle of violence, and I would say that his statement may be accurate. Uh, but it's, it doesn't even doesn't even sound like even close to flirting with uh, with being a threat to me. Well, I suppose it depends on the uh, tone of voice you use, and his name is Vito. Right? Yeah, but Vito. Hey, uh, uh, Obama, better be careful. You know what I mean? Suicide bombers. <laughs> yeah, anybody named Vito, there's, there's trouble there. Hey, this is this is the Secret Service throwing its weight around in for the, with the intention of making themselves more scary and mm-hmm. making you step stay in line. So if you don't like Obama, you better keep you better keep a civil tongue in your head. Is what basically what this is all about. This mm-hmm. is another making example situation. Now I'd like to point out. That Tammy Robertson, the mom, says this is a blatant lie that she didn't take this seriously. The teen's mom said she rushed to Truman Middle School mm. immediately and arrived to discover that her son had already been questioned for an hour, for a half an hour. Jeez. So, I mean, how much faster could the lady have gotten there? I just about lost it, she said. My 13-year-old son is supposed to be safe and secure in his classroom, and he's being interrogated without my knowledge or consent privately. Well, that's what you get for putting him in a government school, thinking he's safe and secure. I don't Dummy. know. I don't know whether a private yeah. school would necessarily have turned these folks away. I mean, they truly have the aura They might of have power. waited to let the, the person interview that child until the parent was there, at least, or, or maybe given it a, a better chance. 15 more minutes. Who it knows? Seemed, it would she, seem to me a, she, there would be a better chance. She's uninformed. She's not dumb. Most, uh, you know, most people are uninformed when it comes to the government. They believe that the government's there to protect them, and then all of a sudden the world comes crashing down on them when they find out the hard way of Otherwise, uh, that the the reverse is the case. The fact that her son was at that government school put him at their at jeopardy from you know whatever kind of things that they want to subject him to, and they cannot be held liable for this in any way, shape, or form. She can make a stink. She can tell the media, they can report on it, but ultimately nothing will change as a result of this. The next time Secret Service or the local cops or whoever, the state police, any time anybody with a badge shows up at this school, those guys at the school are just going to let them in and let them do whatever it is they want to do. Yeah. And then they're going to make some excuse about it later, and what's the big deal? Uh, here it says the mother says she isn't financially able to take legal action, but hopes that her family's story raises awareness about the treatment that she and her son had endured. What's she going to sue for? What what what, uh, what standing would she have in court? Probably some constitutional violation thing. What would I it be? Know. 
I don't know. I mean, if she was to sue, I imagine there's some legal It'll thing. It'll get right do. out. No standing. If what it are you going to sue for? Right. You could get a lawyer to take this if it was done by a private corporation. But because it's done by the government, lawyers won't touch it. It's not worth suing the government. They know they're going to get kicked out because 99 times out of 100 when you try to sue the state. I don't know that the, the, the statistic's right, but it's a high percentage. It's a lot. According to Mark Stevens, frequently what will happen is they will just kick it right back out in your face and say, you got no standing. You can't, you can't even bring this suit. We're not going to let you That's what get past go. That's so. what they do. It's, you know, it's, it's sad. There's nothing you can do about situations no right. like this. They had no obligation to inform her that this was even happening. That the, Whoever it was that, that called her did her that favor because he didn't have to do that at all. You know, her son could have come home from school on that day and said, oh, by the way, mommy, I got interviewed by the Secret Service today. Yeah. And she would have been completely caught off guard. It was because that one school aide or security agent just decided to do her the courtesy of at least making that one phone call. That's the only reason why she even found out about this uh, nearby when it happened. So because one bureaucrat had the you know wherewithal to, oh, maybe I should call his mom. Yeah, I, that's the know. security guard. I can't even imagine. Right. Uh, they, they say that the excuse the school says is that the principal is on another call, but I, I don't even, we don't even know that that's true. So, well, you know, they had to interview him right then. I mean, he could have run out and strapped a bomb to himself and blown up the president. Oh, my, sure. yes, definitely. He would have done that. <laughs> well, if they would have waited a half an hour until the mom came, she might not have let them interview him. And that's mm. not what this is about. This yeah. is about power the secret service just needs to throw its weight around and show you people you better keep a civil tongue in your head about the the president you better you better watch what you say and it better not be interpretable at all to something that's that's violent because in this case all this kid did a 13 year old kid posts online that you know basically oh, uh, barack obama better watch out because there'll be suicide bombers because osama bin laden's been killed that's it i was saying how osama was dead and for obama to be careful because there would be suicide bombers. Yeah, it sounds to me more like he was concerned about yeah, exactly. Obama. Well, I, I, those of you <laughs> listening that think the government's there to help you, guess what? You're wrong. They're not. Yeah, they're, they're there to help themselves to yeah. your money and obedience. And the secret time. service is just another way of saying secret police. Yeah. That's that's it. And if you think your kids are safe in school, uh, in government school, or honestly, I don't know how this would have been in a private school, frankly. I think it would depend on the private school. It would depend on whoever's in charge of that private school. I think your odds would be better at a private school. I would agree with that. But the best best odds are to have your kids at home as an unschooling slash homeschooling uh, situation Mm -hmm. because then the government will not have easy access to them. You put them in a government school, they're completely under control and the thumb. They're essentially in prison for eight hours a day. They probably found this kid by going online, looking at his name than saying, okay, well, let's check the local schools and it's, see who's... No, no, no. Mark, he likely has his school listed on Facebook. Mm, most right, most kids yeah. have their school listed on Facebook. Yeah, but they don't have their addresses. So the, Correct. The, the, these, uh, the Secret Service agents wouldn't, if you were a homeschooled kid, wouldn't just be able to... They'd have to do a little research. Yeah, they would. So this really just makes it easy for us. And if you have your home owned in some kind of trust or in some kind of corporate name, then they're that it's that much harder to find right. you. Well, and it's not just him, but it's also the students around him. Oh, you know, Joey uh, got talked to by a Secret Service. See these men and come in with mm-hmm. their sunglasses and their suits and their guns. And, oh, wow, that's scary. We better do what they say. Right. And, and they knew what he was saying online. And so their tentacles go everywhere. And so be intimidated, kids. Exactly. Government's out to get you. I mean, protect you. Anyway, we're out of time for tonight. It's Vinny in here with you. JJ. And Mark. Back tomorrow. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire? Meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends? 
and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Janiel Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off.